It's 11.02 Central Standard Time, and welcome to the Duke of Pipso podcast, coming to you live from Tom and Jerry's Bar at 288 Elizabeth Street in New York, New York. I'm Matt. And I'm Martin. And now let's pretend we don't know what happened to the paper liner underneath the dumpling we ate at the dim sum place, even though we actually ate it by mistake. I think you're supposed to eat those. Well, it's like a leaf. Right. Yeah, it's fine. Um, it's fine. Well, yeah, I mean, it's paper. I mean, it comes from trees. So, yeah. You know. Basically, everyone eats like three pounds of paper every week. Right. And like. Just by accident. Yeah. It also, I mean, I, I don't like vegetables, so I have to get my roughage some way. So I That paper. makes sense. Yeah. So you're freaking out about it for no reason. Okay. All right. Just calm down. Okay. Well, I think we we want to start uh we want to actually start season 5 off uh with a special message to one of our biggest fans, uh Tonic McDonald. Uh the guy Cincinnati. that Cincinnati. The guy that the drink is named after. Um I'm sure you've heard of him yeah. on Urban Dictionary. And so uh the Natty, the nasty Natty, Cincinnati, uh, has uh, had their, the Bungles, as they have been known for so Not long, anymore. are no longer such. They're on their way to the Super Bowl, and uh, I can only imagine how exciting that must be if you're a fan of that team. And since, you know... I mean, I'm used to as a Bears fan. You know, I'm used to us always being good. So, like, I'm I'm trying to seven and ten. I'm trying to put myself seven and in. 10. Yeah, if you, if you put yourself in tonic McDonald shoes, you know, which are huge, by the way, much bigger than you would think. Yeah, he's got big feet. Then small hands. It's exciting. So, just a special message, and you know, the Duke of Pipso. You know, we we love you out there, all of our listeners, and uh, this season we're dedicating uh, this first part of the first episode to you, Tonic. We salute you. Well, so Martin, uh, today's topic is uh, the Gravy Blazer, and yes, I think that very exciting. Yeah, what 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 things do we want our listeners to know about the Gravy Blazer? Well, I mean, a lot of them are probably saying, what is it? Right. You know, so, I've never, I've heard heard it alluded to perhaps, but I've never been lucky enough to see it, to wear it, to feel it. So, well, let's describe it. Um, the gravy blazer is, is a traditional cut blazer, uh, conservative. Um, <laughs> it's not, it's, it's not navy it's not navy colored it's it's uh almost like a a dark green greenish there is some blue to it um, yeah sort of imagine like the blazers that they wore in that show fresh prince of bel-air when they went to their prep school right but like not that cool if you want way to, more conservative yeah if you want to imagine there being a little like um patch on the pocket you know uh, you can. There's you a know. crest on there, perhaps. Yeah, don't, you know, take it, 
make it as as uh, lame as you want. If that's if if you so if your brain is taking you there, then yes, go with it. You're in the right place. Right. Um, it it you know fits well usually. Um, you well know enough, and it, you know I mean a good blazer makes uh ev- you know anything look a little nicer, but the gravy blazer is actually has a different powers. Um, in a way, and I'm going to go out on a tangent here. When Spider-Man gets the black costume, the costume sort of becomes alive and turns him a little bit evil. In some ways, the gravy blazer is like that. Now, there is a real gravy blazer. Oh, yes. And that story, uh, you know, I don't know that we're ready to tell it right now because... I'm not ready. We need to we need to go through the different uh, ways that the gravy blazer plays a role in in the world around us, and we want you as our listeners to, you know, go on this Come journey. Come on that ride with us. Yeah. So um, you have to ride in the back, but it's fine. Right, and there's seat belts back there. Don't you know? Just because it's not your car, you you still have to wear a seat belt. Yeah. So safety. Uh. Now, and by the way, the, you can wear the gravy blazer on any occasion, just to be clear. Oh, indeed. It's, you know, it, it's, there are no times when you won't find it available as an option to wear. You could wear it to a funeral and then wear it to opening day the next day. So let's go ahead and get started on the first uh, gravy blazer uh, story, Martin. Um, yeah, you, you know so who I'm talking about. Oh, I do. Sometimes you'll hear a story in the news, and you'll be like, "That seems like something." Maybe the gravy blazer played a hand in that. Well, this is straight from the news. Uh, Prince Charles wants Prince William to stand up for Camilla ahead of book's release. Royal fans are waiting with bated breath for Prince Harry's upcoming memoir. But the royal family is having a few reservations. Sources close to Prince Charles say he's expecting the book to shine a not-so-flattering light on Camilla Parker Boyles. And he's hoping that he can recruit Prince William to either help with some preemptive damage control or, at the very least, do his best to stay neutral as the book hits shelves. Then, you know, there's other stuff in there. But let me sort of give you the wrap-up here. Yeah. Prince Charles wants Prince William to lie about him owning and regularly wearing a gravy blazer. Right. So, exactly. In this case, uh, you know, uh, Prince Charles, you know, acted like an ass. He had an affair with that lady. Right. Uh, he was probably never in love with uh, Princess Diana. And Princess Diana is much more beloved than he ever will be. And he, you know, took no responsibility for his role in the relationship, which, by the way, relationships have two people in them. So even if Princess, At least. Even if Princess Diana was a little bit nuts, which we've heard, even if I'm not saying, then you know he could have, you know, 
done something, you know, to try to help or Matt, just be like, look, this isn't working. Diana out of this, okay? This a lot isn't, of our fans are really into her. I, you know, I'm not happy. I'm, you know, let me show my, cons- my uh, what do you call them, constituents or subjects. Let me show subjects. my subjects my and the, and the kingdom of Great Britain uh, how to behave when a relationship isn't working. No. I don't, have on, to go on the fo- I don't have to go on the fox hunt today. I can hit around the cricket whacker with my sons. He just decided, nope, I'm going to put on the gravy blazer. I'm going to just let it get completely screwed up and fall apart and then act like I'm a victim. Am I right? You're right. He made one of his sons move to a whole different continent. Right. And what you didn't finish in the article was how he's apparently terrified of the autobiography because it could include an quote-unquote excoriating takedown of Parker Bowles. And, you know... I mean, come on, that was his kid, you know? And then his I know. mom had this terrible death, so yeah, well, you know, hey, you were wearing the gravy blazer, that was your choice. Own it. Yeah. You gotta own it. Right. So, yeah. so that's, so, so that's one way the gravy blazer uh, can, you, you can understand, start to understand its ways. Now, uh, Martin has come up with what I think is a also an excellent way of looking at the gravy blazer. Um, You can learn many life lessons from it. And uh, for example, uh, let's imagine that we have two characters, gravy and gravo. Okay. Gravy is spelled spelled like you think. Gravo. Gravy bowl. Gravo is spelled G-R-A-V-E. E A U X, so French, you know, like Three Musketeers gra- style. Gravo, uh, yeah. so it's elegant and French, um, and gravy is just you know, who we got me some gravy. So it's good, it's good. Gravo always uses appropriate lights and signals when driving. Gravy always drives with his brights on. And uses his horn to indicate turns. <laughs> Sorry. Right? That's that's dangerous. That's dangerous driving. Now, what's another one? When Gravo takes a lady out for the night, he plans a cultural evening based around her interests. When Gravy takes out a lady, he always chooses the same restaurant. At the restaurant... Gravy expects she will order the chicken pasta. So, I mean, what life lessons are there to learn? Let's, let's, you know, it, it's right there, right in front of you. What kind of date? Safety would, is not important. Right. Not when you're wearing Clearly. the gravy blazer. Yes. People should recognize and just get out of the way. Right. Uh, and, and it, again, it's, this this idea that you know you're totally incapable of of being responsible for your own actions um also uh you know let's 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 get down to brass tacks with gender 
Uh, Gravo is much more respectful of women. Uh, he, you know, like a normal person, wants to do something with his date that she enjoys, so he tries to figure out what that is. Gravy just thinks that uh, it's transactional. So he goes to a place where he has home field advantage. He expects her to order the most stereotypical possible thing. And his expectations and his inability to be spontaneous are, are actively making the date bad. Well, but to be fair, Matt, what if she orders something like really elaborate like the steak, I mean, yeah, you know what that'll lead to, right? Yeah, well, he isn't made of money, you know? I know, I know. And, like, he just wants them to be healthy. Right. Or True. Something. Wait. Or, or their breath, he doesn't want on. their breath to be overdone. That's probably it. That's got to be the reason. Yeah. So, you know, we can see... Again, the role of the gravy blazer, uh, you know, Gravo would not wear such a thing. No, he'd be outraged. Right. And because Gravo probably has a wardrobe of a variety of blazers that are suit more, yeah. each more suitable, you know, each suits, suits a different type of experience, whereas Gravy just wears one blazer because that's, you know, that's who he is. He has so many cool blazers, you might think he's like Anderson Cooper. Gravo? Yeah. Yeah, yes. So yeah. now this gives us an opportunity now to uh, actually speak with one of our fans. And, uh, uh, and yeah. we think that the gravy blazer is going gonna, is gonna to help him quite a bit. Uh, yeah, well, uh, do you want me to read it or are you going to read it? No, you, you can read it. I just want to... Note that, though, you know, um, our show is kind of wearing the gravy blazer a little bit because we never have any women that write us. So if you know any, yeah. or you are one, you could just please give us give us a little, you know, uh, variety. Twitter at dpipso. Yeah, or dukapipso at gmail.com. All right, yep. go ahead, Martin. Yeah. Uh, dear Martin and Matt, I recently moved into the city after living in my childhood bedroom after I graduated college. My bunk bed is still there. Anyway, I have a roommate now. He's a great guy, but we've had some issues. I try to keep the apartment clean. He's always yelling at me about how I'm running the dishwasher wrong. I'm like, dude, at least I'm trying to clean. Thanks for letting me play your PlayStation. I don't think he respects me. What can I do? The fantastic Mr. Fox. The fantastic Mr. Fox. So, FMF, listen yep. up. Uh, in this case, now you might think you might be wearing the gravy blazer because you're not getting any respect, but no. This is an important distinction. Your roommate is the one wearing the gravy blazer. Okay? Clearly. Uh, your roommate is treating you, uh, or no, I'm sorry, your roommate is acting helpless, uh, and 
you have to clean up after him, okay? And I would suggest and submit that it's also very advanced gravy blazer wearing when you're condescending to others while being oblivious to your own petulant behavior, right? I couldn't agree more. I mean, don't put mustard on cat food. Don't put mustard on cat food and call it cotton candy, Matt. Exactly. I mean, so who 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 tells someone they don't need don't know how to use the dishwasher? I mean, are you crazy? What kind of you know what would say something like that? I mean, it's either on or off. Am I right? I mean, I mean, I'm sure. I, think th- I know how to use a dishwasher. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, so that's exactly the point. You know how to use one. So yes. that that's just, you know, your roommate is wearing the gravy blazer big time. Uh, and I we suggest, I think, that uh, first of all, you should mock him and prank your roommate. So some, some suggestions. I would burn up all his clothes. That would, you know, that would be a bit, a bit, you know, harsh maybe, but. Well, okay. Also, that was an idea. Right. An idea. No, no, yeah. We're 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 brainstorming. Um I think it'd be good if you went out and got a book or made a fake book cover dishwasher operation for dummies and left it on the table with like a bunch of post-it notes and like writing in the margins like you've been studying it. Um then I would uh unplug the dishwasher. And have your roommate freak out and be like, it doesn't work. And then you plug it back in and be like, well, it works now. Uh, hello, gravy blazer wearer. Here's something you could do. Like when you're using a plate, when you're done and it's dirty, just throw it on the ground and be like, well, we can't wash it. Yeah, because I don't know how to use the dishwasher. Right, right. Um, that would be good. Um, Probably that's what I'd do. Yeah. Um, you could replace the dishwashing uh, detergent with like um, like sulfuric acid or something like that, so that when the your roommate does the dishes, it just ruins everything and uh, kills anything within uh, thirty feet of it. You could hire someone to come in and wash your dishes by hand, and then make your roommate pay him or her. Right. So these are some ideas and, you know, we just want you to know that, you know, you don't, you don't, just because someone wears the gravy blazer around you, you don't have to put up with it. But the first first step is acknowledging and seeing it for what it is. And I bet if you look, if you look more carefully next time, you'll see that sure enough, he's got it on. And it's right back, came straight from the dry cleaner, my friend. Right. So, um, you know, we think that uh, some of these anecdotes so far are a good intro. Uh, If you have any questions, you know, of course, you know how to reach us. Again, tweet. You can tweet us. You can email us. Email. Dukeofpipso at gmail.com. Uh, and you can expect us to uh, have some other uh, information about the Gravy Blazer in the next episode. We'll keep you updated. 
So, Matt, I believe it's time now for hurrahs and huzzahs. It is. Uh, I'm excited for the first H&H of Season 5. Um, I have a hurrah this week. Oh, terrific. Yeah. Um, so, Martin, my hurrah this week goes to um, the Canadian musician Neil Young. And uh, why, you might ask? Well, Neil Young... Uh, this week, uh, asked the streaming service Spotify to take his music down uh, because of uh, information about COVID nineteen, the the worldwide pandemic that we're you know into almost year three of now. Um, because this uh, guy Joe Rogan, who's a comedian supposedly, although I, I've never I. I've never heard him. Sounds really funny. I don't think I've never heard him say anything funny, but I don't really listen to him that much. But anyway, uh, so Joe Rogan has all these idiots, I guess. Well, they are because they're telling stuff that's not true about the pandemic. He has like 10 million listeners. And, you know, Neil Young just finally said, you know what? Like, this is this is stupid. People who are saying stupid things and lying need to be called out on it. I mean, you know, I, I think a lot of people maybe thought it was it was kind of funny, and I'm sure a lot of people were thought it was pathetic of Neil Young because he, you know, probably doesn't have nearly as many listeners as this guy. But, you know, you've got to stand up, and you've got to speak up and tell your truth. And Neil Young did that. And, you know, uh, so what? That it's just one voice against, you know, this this much bigger voice. Let's be very clear that Neil Young is infinitely of, of, num- of numbers that are so huge that you cannot even conceive of them more important as a human being than Joe Rogan. That's, we're not, that is not up for debate. Uh, one of the greatest musicians and artists of all time for sure and oh, yeah you know uh he's had to deal with donald trump using rocking in the free world at his rallies you know uh much like how uh, people use born in the usa as some kind of anthem of to which it's exactly the opposite but people don't listen to the lyrics enough to know uh or understand anything about humanity probably but that's different but anyway well, to put it put it to you this way matt neil young i know what he looks like he's like a really old scarecrow now <laughs> and joe hogan i have no idea what he looks like he's extremely short um not that that's Sounds bad good so far yeah uh and he's bald and he's oh. white you know you probably, oh. probably you probably knew all those three things anyway at least deep down you knew that but in my heart, I did. Anyway, thank you, Neil Young, for standing up uh, for the truth and for sanity. You know, uh, stop being stop being provocative, Joe Rogan. In a bad way. Yeah. In a bad way. Stop. Well, I'm going to go on a slightly different tangent here. I was thinking earlier this week, and I don't know why. Remember that old TV show, Fear Factor? Yes. That was definitely the dumbest show that was ever 
put together in any platform in the history of the world. Yes. And I think since that show came out, everything has just gotten progressively dumber. (laughs) And I'm like, what kind of idiot puts this together and thinks people will like it? But then a lot of people watch it. Uh, Anything where somebody has to have like cockroaches crawling all over them or they have to eat like garbage or something. Yeah. Um, There was one episode that was supposed to come out in 2012 called Hee Haw Hee Haw, but it was not aired in the U.S. due to content concerns. I know. That's how I feel like that I just read that. So, I mean, hee haw, that's what a donkey says, right? An ass? Yes. So do we something do we know or a burrow? Do I do do I dare ask why it was not aired? And was just, was there somewhere else that did air it? Um Yeah, I looked and I'm not, it's not appropriate to discuss on the show. Okay, well we'll um, I, I, it, there was a stunt with the donkey that they had to pull. Okay, Ugh. the show. This is a real show. Yeah, yeah, invented by some sort of professional clown. Well, and you know, uh, let's. I mean, we might as well have that. Let we we do need to start understanding when we we as a country started actively getting dumber because uh, that's so, been happening for sure. 2001. Oh, yeah. That's when the the first episode came out. Yeah. All right. I'm 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 feeling that and now I'm mad. Huzzah. Yeah, I just feel uh, just gross. Ugh. Anyway. Well, let's move on. We got a bright future ahead of us in season 5. That's right. That's that's the right way to look at this and we're excited for all the uh the new topics and funny things to share. And of course, uh, we love hearing from you, our listeners. So keep it coming. And uh, we'll plan to talk to you again a a week from today. See you in a week. Thank you. Bye, everybody.